The Island Digest is a sampling of the stories in this week's Journal of the San Juans, Islands Sounder, and Islands Weekly, which are on newsstands now. The April 26th edition is brought to you by Orcas Center. I'm Caleb Summers. Headlines from the week of April 26th, 2023. Rock on the Rock is back with What Dreams May Come. Southern Resident Orca Buffer Bill Clears Washington Legislature. Lopez Golf Returns a Large, Strong Squad. Plus, excerpts from the San Juan County Sheriff's Log. From the Islands Sounder, Rock on the Rock is Back with What Dreams May Come by Colleen Smith-Summers. The band is back together. Rock on the Rock Choir has not performed on the Orca Center stage since 2019 in Cirque Us. Since then, creators Grace McCune and Jake Perrine have tried to restart their all-ages concerts that bring together singing, dancing, and theatrics. It's now a reality with What Dreams May Come, a post-COVID exploration of what it means to be alive on planet Earth. We're finally here. Perrine said. Audiences and cast members have been hesitant to participate, and we hope this is a turning point for audiences to come out. We can be reunited as a community. Shows will run over three weekends, May 4th through 6th, 11th through 13th, and 18th through 20th at 7 p.m. Tickets are available at www.orcuscenter.org. With 30 songs, including many original compositions from Islanders, multiple dance numbers, and live music, it's also the creative duo's most ambitious project to date. What Dreams May Come features nearly 100 performers from ages 8 to 80. Rehearsals and dance classes began in January. It's more of an introspective show than we've done before, McCune said. There are moments of laughter and tears. The show is about looking towards the future, towards hope. A lot of these songs are abridged versions, so it's going to be engaging because it's one scene right after the next. McCune originally launched Rock on the Rock to offer singers of all experience levels a chance to sing together. After collaborating with Perrine, who is also Orcas Center's artistic director, they began staging elaborate shows like Moulin Rouge, Across the Universe, and Rock of Orcus. While What Dreams May Come includes songs familiar to audiences, the set list also has original pieces from Orcus musicians. Perrine and McCune sought submissions and selected a handful for the show. The featured songwriters are Jim Bredow, Alice Evans, Melody Funk, Joel Gamble, Stormy Hildreth, and McCune, The Burned, Towaway Zone, Jonathan Wilson, and Robert Keane of Fian, Corey Wiscom, and Grace Zwilling. Many of them will be performing their own music. We wanted to include original work in the shows for a long time. There is so much talent here, according to McCune. She and Perrine wrote choral arrangements for 25 of the musical numbers. Hildreth, a student at Berkeley College of Music, 
took the scores and turned them into sheet music. Dance instructors Tiffany Lonnie, Chelsea Sherman, and Katie Swilling choreographed pieces for the Orcas Dance Collective, Junior Dance Collective, Mini Co., and Orcas Center Musical Theater classes. The band is comprised of Gamble, Keen, Funk, Gene Neary, and Jeff Horton, who is also the band leader. Deborah Sparks has designed set pieces, Brooke Meinhardt's art class students created 100 masks, and Stephanie Iverson and Kyler Townsend designed a large sculpture. Everyone is so enthusiastic, Perrine said. The audience is the missing piece. We want to reunite with you. From the Journal of the San Juan Islands, Southern Resident Orca Buffer Bill Clears Washington Legislature a bill to create a 1,000-yard buffer around the critically endangered southern resident orcas is headed to Governor Jay Inslee's desk for his signature after clearing a final legislative hurdle on Monday. Senate Bill 5371 requires that boaters stay 1,000 yards away from southern residents beginning in 2025. National and regional conservation groups and environmental experts celebrated the bill's passage and encouraged voters to take the voluntary pledge at GiveThemSpace.org until the law takes effect. The Senate bill was sponsored by Senator Liz Lovelett, Democrat Anacortes, and championed by Representative Deborah Likhanoff, Democrat Beau, during negotiations. The original House Companion Bill was sponsored by Representative Liz Berry, Democrat Seattle. Our constituents have been loud and clear in voicing strong support for taking the hard but necessary steps to protect our iconic resident orcas from extinction, said Lovelet. SB 5371 has passed with overwhelming support and shows our commitment to the survival of these beloved creatures who are emblematic of the health of the Salish Sea. I'm proud to have worked with my colleagues to bring a voice to these animals as they fight to survive and thrive. The law implements a recommendation from the Washington Department of Fish and Wildlife based on recent science showing that when vessels approach closer than 1,000 yards, it significantly reduces the whale's ability to find and catch prey. The harm from noise and disturbance is more pronounced on females who abandon hunts when vessels approach closer than 400 yards. Currently, commercial whale-watching operators are required to stay 1,000 yards away from southern residents most of the year, while other boaters are allowed to approach as close as 300 yards. The new law resolves that difference. Having one distance for all boaters will give the whales the space they need to forage successfully and be easier to communicate, comply with, and enforce. The southern resident orca population currently consists of 73 individuals, nearing their historic low of 71. There are seven calves under five years of age in the population, including Talequa's newest calf, and five of those are female, said Donna Sandstrom, director of The Whale Trail. The future of the population is here. Their ability to survive and thrive into adulthood depends on the actions that we take today. The legislation is a strong step forward. 
We are grateful to the bill's champions from the 40th District, Senator Lovelett and Representative Lekhanov, as well as WDFW and the many scientists, organizations, tribes, local governments, and members of the public who stepped up for the Southern residents in this legislative session, said Lovell Pratt, Marine Protection and Policy Director at Friends of the San Juans. Public support for this bill was overwhelming. Boaters are encouraged to take the pledge at givethemspace.org to stay 1,000 yards away from the Southern residents voluntarily. Nearly 200 people have taken the pledge since the campaign was launched in September 2020. Even though the distance requirement won't be mandatory until 2025, there's no reason to wait to give the whales the space they need, said Michael Jasney, Director of Marine Mammal Protection at the National Resources Defense Council. Our goal is that every boater in Puget Sound and through the southern resident orca's range will take this pledge and do their part to give the whales the space they need, even before it is required, said Rain Ataman, Puget Sound campaign manager at Washington Conservation Action. Boaters have a unique opportunity to play a role in the southern resident's recovery simply by avoiding them while at sea and making it easier for the whales to find and catch their prey. Making it easier for the orcas to find and catch their food is one thing we can do right now to provide relief for these struggling pods. This bill will help immensely, said Sophia Ressler, an attorney at the Center for Biological Diversity. The southern resident orcas have been brought to the edge of extinction from human-caused threats including lack of prey, accumulation of poisons in their bodies, and stress and noise from vessels. On the long road to recover the southern residents, Washington State has taken a big step forward, said Nora Nickham, senior ocean policy manager at the Seattle Aquarium. We encourage the federal governments of Canada and the United States to follow suit and give the whales the space they need throughout their range. From the Islands Weekly, Lopez Golf Returns a Large, Strong Squad, by Richard Tatu. The 2023 Lobos golf team includes 15 women and 11 men, with three returning 12th graders and six 11th graders. Two of the women, Melissa Valencia and Mirabella Velo, hope to return to the state championship. Students have been practicing enthusiastically despite the weather, Thanks to phenomenal support of the Lopez Island Golf Club, allied with the Lobo Pack, plus individual donations of money and gear from generous individuals, we were able to equip everybody adequately. Players are particularly grateful for the many new lightweight bags. Walking six or more miles with your equipment on your back will be a little easier. With the support of Lopez Golf Club members, professional Steve Nightingale returned to lead four golf clinic sessions that our players and other Lopez youth enjoyed for free. This training will do much to send team members again to the state championship, for which Lopez has qualified in each of the last 20 years, the pandemic hiatus aside. As always, the lack of a driving range limits us to short game practice, but the excellent condition of the Lopez course allows us to play under summer rules, 
making it easier to adapt to the courses on which team members will play when we reach postseason. And now, some choice excerpts from the San Juan County Sheriff's Log. On April 12th, a San Juan deputy observed an individual who had a suspended driver's license operating a vehicle. The deputy attempted to locate the vehicle after clearing a traffic hazard and was unable. The deputy's report was forwarded to the prosecutor's office for a charging decision. San Juan deputies responded to a citizen dispute. It was determined that an individual made statements to a group of people based on their sexual orientation that were threatening in nature. The deputy's report was sent to the prosecutor's office for a charging decision for a hate crime. On April 13th, a Lopez deputy responded to a suspicious call. A Lopez resident reported that someone has been harassing them and sprinkled white paint on their deck area. The deputy investigated and found that the paint was actually droppings left behind by birds. On April 14th, a deputy was contacted at the sheriff's office about a theft that occurred in the San Juan Island area. The person reported that an auto part had been removed from a vehicle that was under repair at a local business. There are no suspects at this time. A report was taken. On April 15th, a deputy was dispatched to a found property in the San Juan Island area. The person had located a metal object on a beach. The item was photographed and the incident was referred to another agency. Well, now that's just mysterious. On April 17th, a deputy on San Juan responded to a report of a juvenile problem. The juvenile was reported as being at a different individual's residence without permission. The deputy obtained a pickup order, then located the juvenile and brought them home. A report was completed. A Friday Harbor man was caught on video taking a case of water from the pallets in front of the store. A search for the individual is currently underway. On April 18th, San Juan deputies responded to a report of juveniles tagging a garbage can on Spring Street. A deputy located the suspect, who was on a field trip from off-island, and retrieved evidence of the crime. The deputy's report was forwarded to the prosecutor's office for a charging decision. And this concludes the April 26th edition of the Island Digest. This edition is brought to you by Orcas Center. Orcas Center is your place for fun and intrigue this spring with live concerts, performances, art openings, and more. To check out upcoming events and purchase tickets, visit www.orcuscenter.org. Thank you for listening to the Island Digest, a small sampling of what's in your local print newspapers this week. The Journal, Sounder, and Weekly rely upon advertising, subscriptions, and donations to support our mission of high-quality community journalism. To contribute, visit our websites or email publisher Colleen Smith-Summers at csmith at soundpublishing.com. Thanks for tuning in, and come back next week for more local news from San Juan County, Washington. I'm Caleb Summers.